Utah's best sports radio is on the Zone Sports Network. Allow me to reintroduce myself. My name is... And it's time to kick off Utah's most listened to sports radio afternoon show. This is The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott. Sponsored by Mountain America Credit Union. Guiding members forward for over 80 years. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Our next guests are the co-hosts of the very popular radio program entitled The Big Show. The Big Show. This is The Big Show. They call me Hollywood. Here come The Big Show. Big Show. Ladies and gentlemen, The Big Show. It's a big show. Is everybody ready? It's Thirsty Thursday. Happy Thursday. Let's get rolling. This is The Big Show on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. Welcome on, it is The Big Show, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, thank you very much for making us a part of your day. We greatly appreciate it. Want to say a big thanks, as always, to the title sponsor of The Big Show. That would be Mountain America Credit Union. Get 0% interest on all purchases through May of 2020 with the new Mountain America credit card. That's 0% on everything from groceries to getaways. For details, visit macu.com or call one 800 748 4302. We have a busy day today on the big show. Gordon, already in Los Angeles, getting ready to cover the Utah USC game. He's going to be joining us on the phone here momentarily to get the show kicked off. He'll uh, stick with us here throughout most of the three o'clock hour. Uh, Jonathan Reinhardt of the Stars is going to be president of the uh, Stars. Is going to be dropping by at three fifty. That's President Reinhardt to you, Jake. Scott. Yeah, I, I better not mess that up. Not right? just Jr. or Johnny. It's President Reinhardt. President Reinhardt will be dropping by. They've got open tryouts for the Stars coming up this weekend. So we'll tell you all about that a little bit later on in the show. Pete Arbogast is going to join us. He is the uh, voice of the USC Trojans. He's going to be with us at the top of the 4 o'clock hour. And then our college football insider Josh Parcell will be on the show at 5.30. So make sure and stay tuned for that. Hans Olsen is going to be dropping by. He'll be with us throughout the 4 and 5 o'clock hours. So excited to talk to Hans, of course. A major, massive college football weekend this weekend, so wanted to get Hans in here, and uh, we'll preview it. Of course, Hans will be anchoring all of our pre- and post-game coverage throughout the weekend right here on the station. Starting tomorrow night at 6 from the point after, he and Frank will get you ready for the Utah-USC game, and then, of course, take your phone calls after the game goes final, and then they'll be doing the uh, BYU pre- and post-game coverage from JCWs down there in Provo. That's going to begin at noon on Saturday, getting you ready for BYU and Washington. On top of that, today we're also really excited. Uh, Our friend Steven is in the house. He'll join us a little bit later on from Umami Japanese Barbecue. Uh, down there uh, by the Megaplex uh, Theaters, down by Thanksgiving Point. And uh, they've got kind of a brand new concept, really, really exciting. We're excited to uh, to have Steven in here to talk about it and uh, send some listeners his way for a little Japanese barbecue, which, by the way, Austin, sounds delicious. That's all I need to hear. Seriously, Japanese barbecue, it's like, mm, yes, yes, that sounds <laughs> wonderful. I will be doing that. Yes, that sounds great. So we're uh, we're very very excited to talk to Steven. So make sure and stay tuned for that. So it certainly is a very busy day. All right, 
Do we have to say Sprint special guest line when we say go out to Gordon? Because he, Maybe he, the Sprint guest line. I don't know about special. Because he's not really a guest, though, either, because his name, of course, is, uh, is on the show. So I, I don't know the rules here, Austin, but I think it would. Should we go out to the Sprint special co-host line? Joining right. us now, uh, the man, the myth, the legend, Gordon Monson, live from Los Angeles. Hi, Gordon. Hey, how you doing, Jake? Uh, I heard you talking about that barbecue, and I was working up an appetite as you were uh, talking about that. And uh, I uh, I don't know if I'm a guest or if I'm a host or if I'm a man without a country right now, but uh, I am in sunny Southern California where uh, the USC Trojans will be attempting to knock off Utah's Utes tomorrow night. And I did uh, get a chance to catch a column today, sltrib.com. We'll talk about that. We'll get to it here in in a few minutes. But uh, how'd the travel go? Everything uh, safe, good, uh, no problems? Yeah, all travel good. It was good uh, down here. And uh, it's, uh, it's, it's nice down here. It's sunny. Although, i got to tell you guys, when I got on that plane to leave Salt Lake, I thought it was every bit as beautiful there. So uh, it's uh, it's a good sign when you know you're getting on a plane to go down to Southern California and you look around and say, hey, I got it pretty good right where I am. We hear that breeze, Gordon. Are you like on your third Mai Tai on the beach or what's going on? <laughs> No, it is a little windy. It's kicking up a little bit, but uh, no, I'm uh, I'm right here. And I got to tell you, I'll, I'll give you a little flavor of uh, what what it is down here. Now, USC fans will always be USC fans, uh, but but the feeling I get is that that loss at BYU last week took. Uh, speaking of wind, it took it out of the sails a little bit. Uh, obviously, they're looking ahead uh, to continue on with their Pac-12 season against the Utes. But I think that did affect them in sort of a, uh, you know, uh, it's like uh, sucking the enthusiasm out a little bit. There's a little bit of a leak right now, and I don't know, they'll gain it back if the Trojans can, can beat the Utes because one thing that's abundantly clear down here, everybody seems to know that the Utes are pretty darn good. And that's, it's not like it's some sort of, thing that you and I talk about every day, I, I think that is pretty well clear to football fans down here and, and probably uh, everywhere. Well, let's uh, let's waste no uh, time with it, Gordon. Let's uh, let's get into the split story of the day and we can crunch through this one. Plus, I have a, 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 a question, a clerical, a clerical question for you about your column today. So, Austin, let's okay. go ahead and get to it. It's time for the split story of the day. Two guys, two topics, two, two, two. two opinions. You talk, give me two. This is the split story of the day on 97.5-1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. All right, Gordo, it is the split story of the day brought to you each and every day by Sound Sleep Medical. Do you snore at night or are you currently using a CPAP machine to treat sleep apnea? Sound Sleep Medical can improve your life. Visit soundsleepmedical.com. Although, uh, okay, Gordon, real quick, uh, Mike, uh, I want you to clarify something about your column because it's really not important and we don't have to dwell on it. But how can Guns N' Roses win at the Coliseum? By filling the place up with spectators. That's how they win. But it's not a, it's not a competition. How do they win? Because anytime you go into a, a venue that's that big and you fill it with fans who are screaming your name, screaming their heads off for you, 
You win, baby, and I don't have to explain that to you, Jake. That's pretty dang clear. Well, does that mean the USC wins every week then? <laughs> I'm just teasing. No, because half the time the people are booing those guys, <laughs> or or chanting for Urban Meyer. <laughs> yes, exactly. That's how you win. You fill an arena with uh, ninety thousand people, and uh, every one of them is paying like uh, three hundred and fifty bucks for the ticket. That's how you win. Okay, I because uh, I read your column, I thought it was good, and we, we can uh, want to have you talk about it because you did a kind of a historical context, and Utah hasn't uh, won down there a long time, and maybe uh, the the time has come. But you know, you mentioned uh, JFK being there and uh, uh, papal visits. Is that how you say it? papal uh, visits? And you, but you said Guns and Roses won there, and I just wanted to know were they were they playing uh, backgammon or or no, what? No, no, I mean. I think it was pretty clear to your average reader what I meant there. Guns N' Roses, Bruce Springsteen, Sting, uh, you know, the artists who go into that place, the Stones, they fill that place up. Bruce Springsteen had four consecutive concerts there and filled that place up. I think he won. And I don't think I need to explain that anymore, Jake. Now that I've explained it, do you get it? Well, I, I guess, but usually you're so literal and by the book, like uh, like uh, they control when their own... When was I literal and by the book? Well, when the, did that start? The the control your own destiny thing. Oh, that's true. You got me on that one. <laughs> you got me there. Yep. Well, tell us a, uh, tell us a little bit about your column and why uh, why you think uh, probably the or not probably why you think well, the time may be now for Utah to end that streak. Well, Jake, you know I I've been to a lot of football stadiums around the country. Been privileged to do that as part of my work. And when I, when I go to a place like that, and I've been to the Coliseum many many times. I, I and the same thing with the Rose Bowl. Same thing with Notre Dame Stadium. Places like that, when you walk in there, you and I had that experience, kind of a cool feel when we went to Austin Stadium. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, when you walk in the place, you look around, especially a place like that Coliseum, so much has happened there. Uh, I mean, it's, it, you just get a feel to it, you know? And I was doing some research on the renovation that they did there. And because it's a national historical landmark, they had to live by certain rules as they renovated the place. They could only go a certain height. Uh, they, they couldn't change the facade at all. They did clean it up, polish it, and they did add some, some of that uh, stone uh, that they had left over when they imported that stuff from Italy to begin with. And uh, so, so it was really interesting to think how they had to sort of abide by those historical codes in order to to make it modernized, and uh, it's just it's just a really cool place, uh, and I and I feel that way about a number of places that I've been, and this is one of them. When you think of, you know, it's the only building when they have the Olympics there in 2028. It's the only building that has ever had uh, three Olympics. Uh, held in them. Uh, I don't know. Maybe that place over in Rome, or uh, where was that? Because I went and visited that when I was over there in Europe. The uh, actual Coliseum. The uh, the original Olympic uh, <laughs> place over there. I did go to the Coliseum as well, and it's interesting that you bring that up because 
the Coliseum in Exposition Park there was in some ways modeled after the Coliseum in Rome. Uh, I was thinking of the original, well, it wasn't original, but back in, 18, in the 1800s when they re-kicked, kick-started the, the Olympic uh, Games again. I've been to that stadium, too. But the Coliseum is the one that they were sort of channeling when they built this Coliseum. So it's just cool. It's just a cool place to be. So tell us uh, why you think the time is now for the Utes. You mentioned it in the column. You So, well, actually, let me clarify this from the column. You mentioned that you thought Utah was the better team than USC. Do you think Utah is the more talented team than USC? Not necessarily, no, but I think they're better coached. I think they're better positioned right now. They understand who they are. They have embraced that Andy Ludwig's offense. The defense is what it always is only better, probably. And and meanwhile, over with the Trojans, you, they're still adapting to that Graham Harrell thing, uh, the, the Mike Leach kind of approach, and they're not completely comfortable with it yet. And when you have a freshman quarterback who's leading the way, obviously Tyler Huntley would be much more acclimated now with his uh, the wisdom he's gained through the years, even though Andy Ludwig uh, is his first year back. But I think they have it. They've consumed it better and apply it better. So do I think man for man the Utes are more talented than the, than the Trojans? No, I'm not sure I would go there. But I think when you factor in all these other things and then subtract things like home field advantage, and some, I still think the Utes have the edge. And that's why I think this is the time for them. That defense is really good. And we'll see. I think they will look better as time goes by this season. We haven't really seen it all yet. And I think the offense, uh, same thing true there. I think they are positioned to win this game. I wouldn't go bet money on it because, as Austin knows, I don't bet on sports. Um, and I've made that clear in every uh, in, in every way, every indication on the show. I mean, I've said it over and over again. And at no time have I ever contradicted myself in that regard. So I wouldn't bet on the outcome. wins, I will take you and your wives to dinner. Any restaurant in Utah that you want to go to. Okay. I don't see a way they can win. Go Cougs. I would uh, square my my uh, my fortune. Uh, all right. Okay, you got me there too. Uh, but 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 I, I I don't make a habit of it. And uh, but but I do think the Utes are better. I, I do. I think this is the time for them. And they almost got it the last time. Remember that when Whittingham went for two at the end. Yep. And that's a, that was a that was a gutsy move on his part. End up costing the Utes the game. But how can you blame a coach who wants to take advantage of a situation and just win it outright? So they came up one point short last time. But I think this time they're going to get it. I I don't know it. I'm not. I'm not uh, prognosticating it and saying yeah, this is definitely going to happen, but I certainly think they're good enough to do it. How do you think they'll uh, play him defensively, Gordon? We talked a little bit about this uh, yesterday, but I'm curious to get your take on it because BYU's game plan works so well against Slovis and USC. Do you think Utah will do something similar? I don't know whether they'll drop as many back in coverage like that. Uh, although I do think the Utes are better prepared or better conditioned, I guess, to put pressure on the kid. 
and, and I don't think uh, in, in my time covering Kyle Whittingham, it doesn't seem like he goes berserk on the blitzes or anything like that. Pretty standard, but but I think they they will put more pressure on him just as a natural course of the defense. And it'll be really interesting to see what happens in that in the back end of Utah's uh, defense because those guys did give up a lot of yardage to uh, Northern Illinois, 202 yards in the first half of the air. And so I think that uh, I think the Trojans, even though against BYU they started, they tried to throw and they threw successful early. But then we saw the turnovers, and then the Trojans tried to run the ball a little more because of the defense BYU was playing. Um, I, I, so I think that uh, the, the Trojans will try and run it, but they'll, they won't wander too far from that air raid offense. And so they're going to test Utah's secondary in a big way. And that's, I think that's probably the most interesting part of this game is to see how that secondary holds up. Yeah, I, I would agree with you, Gordon. I, I don't know how much USC is going to try and, and run the ball. I thought BYU was, was did a fairly good job at limiting the, the USC run with just three up front. But at the same time, I, I thought USC went away from the run at critical times and it, and it failed them. Um, I, w- I would say that Utah's probably more prepared up front to, to stop the run if they make a more devoted effort, if they still decide to, to keep everything in front of them like BYU did. But I'm with you. I, I would expect Utah to be a, a tad more aggressive and, and put a little pressure on the freshmen. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. And although I, you know, with Kyle Whittingham, the number one thing with his defense, the very first thing that he stresses is always what? Stop the run, right? And so in this case, yeah, if you stop the run, then you face what Graham Harrell wants to do offensively, and that's put the ball in the air. But uh, so, so I think that they will, in a standard way, will stop the run. They won't overcommit to stopping the run because I think they're good enough to stop it as as they are. Uh, and then those guys in the back end are going to have to do their job because you've said it, I've said it, those USC receivers are quite good. We've said uh, a couple of – let's switch over to the other side of the ball, Gordon. We've talked about at times or sometime this year, uh, multiple times this year, Utah is going to rely on Tyler Huntley to go out there and make a play with his arm. you think this is one of those games? It depends. I think it's one of those games where Andy Ludwig is going to take what the defense gives him. And if if the Trojans load up the box to stop Zach Boss, I think they are capable of doing that. But at what price? If they commit too much to stopping Zach Boss, then Tyler Huntley will be counted on to move the offense through the air. And he'll be able to do that if the Trojans overcommit to the other. And I think they're going to have to. Because you and I both saw it up close with the Trojans. They, that defense is kind of, even though the turnovers were so costly against BYU, I think the defense is really the weak point of the team. It certainly appeared that way last week, I thought, and I and we got into this a bunch yesterday. I'm not sure if that's effort or, or organization or, or what it is, but I I expect a heavy dose of Zach Moss, and I think you predicted in your column that the, he himself would, uh, what, uh, get over 130 yards? I, I think you were pretty right on the money with that. Well, it's, it'll be hard for him to do it if, uh, if USC loads up, and, and uh, if their goal is to stop Zach Moss, 
I think they can do it. But if they, if <laughs> the only way they can do it is by overcooking it, and that's where Tyler Huntley will make them pay for that, in my opinion. I talked to an insider, a USC insider, who I've known for years down here, and he said that it is pretty much common knowledge inside, inside and around the program that it is the defense that is the weak point with what they're trying to do, even with a freshman quarterback run. I think. All right, Gordon, uh, we'll uh, hang on the line. We'll catch up with you right around the corner for the second part of the split story of the day where we'll uh, talk about BYU and Washington. Gordon live in L.A. Gordo, we'll talk to you coming up momentarily. Of course, we have a busy day today here on the big show. Don't forget, Hans is going to be here at 4 o'clock. He'll hang out with us during the 4 and 5 o'clock hour. Pete Arbogast, play-by-play voice of the Trojans, is going to join us at uh, 4 o'clock. Our friend Josh Parcell, our National College Football Insider, will be on the show coming up at 5.30. And our friend, president of the uh, Salt Lake Stars, Jonathan Reinhardt, is going to uh, drop by and see us at 3.50 as he's got a big open tryout for the, the team coming up this weekend. But joining us now... In studio from Umami Japanese Barbecue uh, down there in, well, I guess, uh, well, Stephen joins us in, and what do we want to call it? Vineyard Lehigh? I think yeah, uh, most everybody knows that area, technically right? Technically in Vineyard. It's right next to Orem. So if you say Orem, that makes most sense to people. It's right off I 15 on the west side of the freeway. Right by the Megaplex down there, yeah, right? Yeah, we're right in front of the Megaplex Theater. Well, hey, we're excited to have you here because this concept is so cool. Talk to talk to our listeners about exactly what Japanese barbecue is and what you guys do down there. Yeah, absolutely. We're the, as far as we know, the first and only Japanese barbecue in Utah. It's a huge concept in Japan and Korea, um, but we've kind of taken the Japanese style one. Essentially, there's a grill in the middle of your table. It's not like teppanyaki. It's a small gas barbecue grill. Um, and then we have 15 different cuts of meat. You get to pick whatever you want as much as you want. You take it back to your table and you grill it yourself. Um, they're all in delicious marinades, like sake, orange juice, soy sauce, ginger. Um, there's amazing dipping sauces that go with it. So, you know, between eating ribeye, pork belly, short ribs, and so much more, it's just a blast. It's, it's more than dining. It's kind of more of a social dining type of a concept. That's awesome. So, so it's great for uh, anything, you know, families, work. Uh, date night. I mean, it'd be good for all of that. For sure, yeah. We get a lot of date nights there. A lot of companies like to come there for lunch. Uh, It's a great way to reward your employees. Um, But yeah, it's even fun for the families to come sit around the table, put the phones down and, you know, kind of grill meat and hang out together. All right. Now let's, let's talk about the good stuff. You're rolling out a pretty sweet deal for Zone listeners. Yeah, through the end of September, we uh, have the s'mores dessert that we'll give for free to our Zone listeners. So when you come in, just let them know at the end of the meal that you are a Zone listener, and we'll get that for you for free. S'mores, huh? Yeah. Yeah, that sounds awesome. That sounds really good. All right, so the address, if you want to punch it into the phone, 568 North Mill Road, but it's um, right there by the Megaplex. Very easy to get to, and uh, we appreciate you coming in, Stephen. Thank you so much. Yeah, you betcha. Thanks for having me. You betcha. That's Umami Japanese Barbecue. Again, that address, 568 North Mill Road. We'll have more Big Show straight ahead, 97.5 and 1280 of the zone. This is DJ and PK. 
Norm Chow joining us here on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Everybody's looking for an edge, right? Not only the players, you're right. And there's always something in their form. Not only those that, that just want to be around the guys, but those that are going to try to earn their living off of them. Boy, you must have seen that in abundance at SC then when it was going as well as it was. Oh, there's no question about it. And it was going on. Everybody Everybody wanted to be with Reggie Bush because he was the one that had the keys to the Playboy Mansion. He could go to the Playboy Mansion, not the coaches. So the coaches were playing up to Reggie so they could go with him. Catch DJ and PK mornings from 6 till 10. Presented by WCF Insurance. Reminding you to be careful out there. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. It's the big show. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. We'll check in with Gordon coming up here momentarily. He's down in L.A. We'll talk a little bit about Utah and Washington, or BYU and Washington. It sounded a little windy down there, wherever he was. Uh, Band of the day today, REM, selected by our friend Steven, who's in studio from Umami, Japanese Barbecue, 568 North Mill Road, down there in Vineyard, or Lehigh, that area right by the Megplex. Also want to remind you about our friends at Action uh, Plumbing, Heating, and Air. They're looking for skilled HVAC technicians, plumbers, and electricians to join the Action Superhero team. Paid training, health, dental benefits, and a 401k match. Call today and join the Action Plumbing Superhero team, 801-833-3333. That's Action Plumbing. Uh, Hans is going to be in studio coming up top of the 4 o'clock hour. We're also going to talk to Pete Arbogast, voice of the Trojans, top of the 4 o'clock hour, Josh Parcell at 5.30. But I mentioned Hans because we're going to talk uh, to Gordon here in a sec about BYU and Washington. Pre-game coverage will begin on the Zone Radio Network with Hans and Will Snowden starting at noon. And then, of course, taking your phone calls as soon as, uh, as the game goes final. Uh, Gordon back on with us live from Los Angeles. Gordo, let's, uh, let's talk a little bit about the Cougs and the Huskies. Complete this sentence for me. <laughs> Complete this sentence for me. BYU beats Washington if? Uh, if, uh, if, if they can stop the run and if they do not turn the ball over. Stop I know those, okay. are, those, are, those aren't exactly revolutionary ideas, but I, this this quarterback, this Easton kid, if the Cougars can force the Huskies to rely on him to beat them, uh, I'm not sure. I mean, the, the kid's six six and like 230 pounds. He's got a big arm, but I don't know whether he can beat the Cougars uh, if they're able to uh, to slow down the run. Uh, and so I, I think that is really really big. And if Zach Wilson has a big day. Then, then, because uh, I think Tyson Williams, that'll be interesting to see what kind of damage he can do against uh, a Washington program that sort of hangs its hat on its defense, kind of the way the Utes do. So that big offensive line for BYU is going to have to do their job. So I just covered about four things right there. I didn't really. Uh, I, I think I turned your sentence into five paragraphs, but. Uh, 
That, that's the stuff that I think has to happen. Well, how about this, Gordon? You tell me if you think this is possible. I think BYU can beat Washington if they hold them under 20 points. Uh, yeah, I guess so. Unless it, it takes on the flavor of that Cal-Washington game. And then, you know, you don't know. if. Uh, if it, and I think you said yesterday, Jake, that you think it will be a defensive struggle. Well, I think um, I think that's how BYU stays in it and has a chance to win. Now, I I think Washington has the ability maybe to to put up more points. I mean, you you saw what they did to Hawaii last week. I mean, they certainly have the ability to to be explosive. There's no doubt about it. But if BYU is going to get going to give itself its best shot, yes, I do think it has to be a defensive struggle. And I thought BYU's defense played great last week, so they need to duplicate that performance. Yeah, I think I agree with everything you just said. You know, I keep I keep reflecting back on last year's game because BYU, I think, when they went into that game, it was ranked. And they had momentum based off a couple of big wins that they'd had. And and yet Washington just took them apart. And so I, I know it's a different team. I know both teams are different than they were a year ago. But that that's a, that's a little scary for the Cougars to think about. Uh, but maybe they can wipe that slate clean and think, okay, we're, we're a different thing now. We're running this offense differently. Uh, maybe the the, uh, the aggressive nature of uh, what Jeff Grimes is evolving into this year will help them because I think last year's conservatism did not help them at all. Well, I guess, yeah, my, my answer would be different if it were last year. I would have thought BYU needed to hold them to 14. I mean, I think I think they have more of an ability to, to score points this year as opposed to last year. But one thing I, I think is is the same, BYU can't get down big to Washington. I'm not saying, like, you know, can't get down seven points or three points or whatever. But if they get down, you know, 10, 14 points, I, I think it would be really tough for them to come back because Washington's defense is so good. So I, I think it's important. Important they keep it close or even get a lead. That's why it was so impressive what the Cougars did last week. Because when USC just went straight down the field and scored so easily, I thought, "Uh oh, BYU is going to be in trouble." And yet they were able to rally themselves. Now, obviously, the Washington defense is superior to USC's, uh, but it's almost an attitudinal thing. You know, how much confidence do they have in what what they can do? And, of course, that was aided by those two early interceptions. And that's why I think for either team, if, you, if, they, pile up, if they pile up turnovers, then they'll be, uh, they'll, they'll be in trouble. Uh, BYU has to play clean in this game in order to give themselves a chance. Yeah, and, and I, think they can, I think they can be clean, but I think they need to be aggressive at the same time. And listen, this is, this is a tough game for BYU, so I don't want to sound like, well, they have to play offense right, they have to play defense perfect. You know, I, They don't have to play the perfect game, but I do think, I think they've got to do most everything. I mean, they, they have to not turn the ball over with the, at the same time being aggressive, right? I mean, because that was right. a, a problem with last year's offense is they, they weren't aggressive, and maybe they, there weren't a ton of mistakes, but they didn't move the ball a whole lot either. And maybe that's right. the, the tricky part with a younger quarterback and Zach Wilson, because remember in the Utah game, we saw him make some younger quarterback mistakes while trying to be aggressive. He's got to be aggressive while not making those mistakes. And maybe, I don't know, maybe that's too much to ask, but that's probably what's got to happen. Well, I think that's a great comparison you just made because this Husky defense, it may not be last year's version, 
but it's the closest thing BYU will, will face uh, to uh, comparing it to Utah's defense. So, yeah, you're right. That's, uh, if they're going to run into that same kind of problem, then that will be difficult for them. But that's one of the reasons I say they have to stop the run when, when Washington has the ball. Because BYU couldn't do that against the Utes. Zach Moss, how many yards did he end up in that game? Like 181 or 188 yards or something like that? If, if one of those or a combination of those Husky backs do that to the Cougars, I think their chances for victory are pretty slim. Gordon is with us uh, from L.A. And one other thing I want to touch uh, on with you in this game, uh, Gordon, is I thought Kalani Sataki uh, coached a heck of a game against USC and outcoached Clay Helton. Uh, given who's on the other sideline uh, this week, it's probably not likely. Chris Peterson, one of the best. Let me I ask you this. Let me ask you this. Even though he does, even though he does look like uh, Billy Bob Thornton. <laughs> In your mind, I, I still don't see what you're seeing there. Uh, okay. But let me ask you this: Where would you put uh, Pete, top whatever in college football as coaches? Top ten, top five? What do you, What do you think he is? Definitely top ten. Uh, I would have to uh, top five. Uh, he's in that neighborhood. He, he is. He's that good. He's proven that through the years. And, I mean, who would you put ahead of him? Saban? Swinney? Uh, who else? Not Justin Fuente. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, there was real, real agony in your voice there, yeah. my friend. Uh. Who else? Urban Meyer? Well, Urban, not currently coaching so i i don't well, think uh i don't think i do i mean uh what's his he name might, he, might, he might he might as well be lincoln riley I mean, lincoln riley for sure okay if, if, all right so he's he's right there yeah he is right there and, and, and so it's no disrespect to kalani sataki the same the edge there is with the huskies yeah and I, I guess the reason i say that gordon is because you know byu really they had a game plan and they they out schemed usc and that was a big part of that game uh, they took advantage of of strategical strategical strategic mistakes that USC made, and, and you certainly can't count on that this week. Yeah, I, I agree with that completely. However, there's always that slip between the cup and the lip, and just because Chris Peterson is coaching them to do the right thing, and I'm sure he's got them as prepared as he can, who knows what's going to happen when you come into uh, a, a, a home field advantage for your opponent. And uh, I know that really didn't help the Cougars against the Utes. Uh, I, I think that's a pretty strong comparison you made between those two teams. And that's I don't know what the have you seen the line for uh, BYU Washington? Yeah. Uh, give me a second, and uh, and I can tell you. You know, I'm not I'm not up to speed on those things because, as I've said over and over again, that I've never I never bet on sports. I would not be so foolish to do that, but. Uh, Oh, maybe Austin has that number. It's uh, Washington minus six and a half. Yeah, I think that's about right. That's what I would expect. And you take away the three points for the home field, and that's a that's a touchdown and a half difference. Uh, when we talk about these various comparisons of the teams, which of the two teams is is is, is more talented? Uh, I think you'd have to give the Huskies the edge there, but it always doesn't work out that way. All right, Gordon, before I let you go, a quick would you rather. Would you rather shave one eyebrow or have a, a big, and I mean a big burly bear hug from Hans Olsen? Uh, I'd rather shave an eyebrow. <laughs> I, I mean, I'd shave both. 
<laughs> take them all, you know. Because the problem is with a bear hug from Hans is that uh, the, the the risk for real real injury is is high. It's significant. Hans once once grabbed me and threw me against a wall in a tunnel at the Vivid Arena there, and uh, I thought my body was broken. I thought <laughs> I thought I was going to spend the next six months in a cast, a body cast. And I was not looking forward to that. So anytime I see, anytime I saw hands for a year after that, is like I just sort of edge away from it. Well, Gordo, uh, thanks for jumping on for a couple of segments. Uh, we certainly will catch up with you uh, getting ready for the game coming up tomorrow. Uh, Jonathan Reinhardt's going to join us next. Uh, are you going to go to that? Uh, oh, you're out of town. The the Stars were, uh, tryout is this weekend, Gordon. I I would have thought you had a chance with that jumper. Yeah, I uh, I, I probably would. Uh, but uh, I'm going to get a little long on a tube for that. I think the more interesting tryout will be uh, Austin with the uh, oh, with the unmentionable tryout that he's going to be involved in. But I forgot I wasn't supposed to mention that he did go to try and do the national anthem or jazz game. And I, I didn't mean to bring that up. Well, Hans will be with us in the 4 and 5 o'clock hours as well. But uh, Gordo, we'll catch you tomorrow, man. Thank you. All right, give Hans a big old bear hug for me. I don't think I'll do that, but uh, <laughs> for my own safety, Gordon. All right, I'll talk to you tomorrow. See you, buddy. There's Gordon Monson from L.A. down there covering the game tomorrow. Jonathan Reinhardt's going to jump on with us coming up right around the corner. We'll let you know how you could possibly live out your NBA dream. Pete Arbogast with us, top of the 4 o'clock hour. Josh Parcell at 530. It is the big show, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. This is Tony Parks and Austin Horton. I got the high school games coming up. And by the way, just a, a side thing. Big thanks to Jeremy Brunner for his work in the truck. Always enjoy it when he produces the game. Jeremy's a pro. Oh, I love it. Was that a shot at Adrian? And Damon, I feel like oh, it was. And just so you know, just, just a quick side nod here. I wish Jeremy could be my producer every day. <laughs> I make a comment, and it must be a shot at somebody. Just, it must be. You looked right at Adrian when you were saying. I was talking TV. <laughs> I always get myself in trouble because of you guys. I did not say Jeremy does a great job on TV and Adrian sucks on radio. I did not say that. You did now. Tony Parks and Austin Horton. Weekdays from 10 to noon on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. I'm here to introduce the best coverage of the teams you're passionate about from the guys you know and trust. Go, child! Tony, them. You're listening to The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott. Presented by Mountain America Credit Union. Guiding members forward for over 80 years. Yeah, yeah. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Show Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Gordon down in L.A. Nice of him to uh, come on with us for a couple of segments, even though he was uh, uh, what I'm assuming in, is in a wind tunnel. Oh, see, I thought he was out sailing. He might have been out sailing. On his or, way to Catalina. Or how about one of those like uh, indoor skydiving places? Oh, like an iFly. Yeah, yeah, one of those. That He's in the actual suit, Although, sitting in the chamber. He was nice enough to. I, he must have... 
ducked in somewhere and got out of the wind in the last segment. So we appreciate that. And we certainly appreciate Gordon uh, jumping on. He'll be on with us uh, coming up tomorrow from L.A. as well. But joining us now in studio, he is the president of the Salt Lake Stars, Salt Lake City Stars, excuse me, uh, our good friend Jonathan Reinhardt. What's up, Jonathan? How are you? How are we doing, Jake? Uh, I'm terrific, man. It's it's good. You it's know, nice and quiet in here. It is nice and quiet, and and doesn't have that you know rich Ben Gay smell like when Gordon is here. Yeah, and no tabs sitting here on the counter either. <laughs> no, none of that. How's life, man? How's the off season treating you? Doing well. It's uh yeah, we went straight from stars into a summer league prep, and now we're starting to ramp up and get ready for the Jazz and of course the the Salt Lake City Star season. Congratulations on the Summer League, by the way. That, uh, once again, was just a terrific event. It's, it's so awesome how well-supported that is. People are just basketball hounds around here. Yeah, it's just nice to have that back. You know, it felt like there was something missing those years between the Rocky Mountain Review and yep. when we brought the Summer League back. And, you know, the three-on-three tournament that has that kind of community aspect. And uh, it's been a really nice event. We get really positive feedback from the league and from the other teams that participate. And, and it's a great touch with our fans and uh, opportunity for basketball in the summer here in Salt Lake. I, I mean, people came out in droves, too, even without a, a first-round pick, which, you know, sometimes that's kind of the, the draw. And John Morant didn't come out, which was too bad. And people still were, were all about it. It was cool. Yeah. yeah great event. It, yeah, looking forward to next year. So, All right, well, let's talk about the event uh, coming up this weekend. You can um, literally try out to live your NBA dream. Indeed. Yeah, you know, you you always hear you, you play pickup, you're up at, uh, you know, local establishments or at a church ball or what have you around here, and everybody always thinks, you know, oh, I could play with these guys or I could have <laughs> made it if only I'd been given the shot. Well, you know what? This is your shot, so... This Saturday, uh, we are having our local tryout. It's open to any and all comers 18 and over. Um, you you do have to be either American or Canadian born or have attended school here in the United States if you're not. But other than that, you go to slcstars.com and register. Uh, it's 10 a.m. on Saturday morning at Salt Lake Community College. We will have uh, jazz and stars coaches and executives out there uh, evaluating talent. Um giving their critiques, making notes, running the drills and the practices, the scrimmages, and it's your shot. Either, you know, if you're a weekend warrior, just want to say, hey, I've, I've been out and, you know, want the jersey and want to have gone through the experience. Or if you're a legit, you know, we've got several former D1-type athletes that, uh, that have also signed up and really, you know, think they have a legit shot. So it's, uh, you know, and there's been a history of uh, guys, you know, Several NBA players, Jonathan Simmons, uh, Alfonso McKinney, who played in the finals with the Golden yeah. State Warriors, uh, David Nwaba. There's, there's been several guys who have not only made G League teams, because that's fairly common, but then the NBA as well. So Have taken the next step. It's, yeah. it, it, I Those guys you, all came out of local G League tryouts. So. I heard you talking about that with uh, Austin and Tony earlier today, and that just blew my mind. I mean, not that, like you say, I mean, you can try out and to make a G League team, you know, that seems like uh, like something, but to, but to turn into those NBA players, I mean, Jonathan Simmons is a great player. I mean, it, that guy is making millions of dollars and a big impact in the NBA. It's That's a cool, cool story. And Alfonso McKinney, he was in a local tryout with the, the Windy City Bulls uh, two years ago, I think. Turned that into a two-way deal. Well, you know, a G League that became a two-way deal. And 
uh, was getting rotation minutes for the Golden State Warriors in the NBA Finals last year. And it's it's amazing how NBA teams, and, and I think it's great, have, have really started to utilize the G League and their affiliates more and more and more as, as development and, and able to find talent. And the, the stat that always blows my mind when, when you bring it up is 50 per, 58, is that right? 58% yeah, somewhere around of there. NBA players have G League experience. That's amazing. Well, look at just the Jazz. Uh, you know, obviously, you know, a George Niang and a Royce O'Neal both sort of started their careers on the star side. Tony Bradley has been, uh, was a Jazz first round pick, but has played a lot of stars games. Uh, but you also have Rudy Gobert spent part of his rookie yeah. season in the G League. And then on the flip side, too, uh, Quinn Snyder was a head coach in this league. Alex Jensen was a head coach in this league. Lamar Skeeter and Zach Guthrie on the bench. Uh, so, you know, it's about developing basketball talent, about developing staff. Uh, the business side, we've had some promotions and training as well. So it's, uh, but, you know, we, our, our motto is it starts here. And for it to start there, Saturday, it really starts, right? Because that's your chance to even get in. Um, but, yeah, you know, we, we like I said, slcstars.com. Uh, it is limited to the first 100 people. Uh, we do have some slots left. And, uh, in fact, I, I think uh, Austin in here has plans where we're, uh, we're going to offer one slot to a listener here uh, free of charge. Should we give so one can, away? Yeah, why not? All right, let's. Uh, what do you say, Austin? Twelfth caller, eight five five. I was going to go to highest bidder to my bank account, but I don't know if that's well, legal. So. You know, I don't know if that. Uh, you do you, Austin. We'll leave it up <laughs> to your your judgment in there. Eight five five three four zero zone. Twelfth caller right now, and we'll hook you up with a with a slot. Eight five five three four zero zone. And I will say this, you know, if if you're looking to just to get some coaching for a day, uh, the coach Schiller and his staff over there are terrific and do a do a wonderful job. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Coach Schiller's back for his third season with us. Uh, we've been really excited about where we've come. Last year, we made the playoffs for the first time, and we're 11 wins up from the year before. And, of course, just the development side of seeing you know where Tony Bradley was this summer in Summer League versus uh, previous years. Or, oh, he's gotten a lot better. Uh, you know, and George Niang coming through yep. into our system as a two-way player and now uh, you know as a rotation player for the Jazz as well. So, uh yeah, those guys will be actively running. It's not one of those things where we just have, you know, sort of a couple figureheads there. Last year, Dennis Lindsay, Justin Zanuck, Walt Perrin, these are high-level jazz executives all there watching, taking it in. So, um, and, you know, like as you mentioned, you know, Coach Schiller and his staff are actually running the uh, the event. So, uh, this Saturday, 10 a.m. And quick shout out to the Stars as well. Your guys' season starts a little bit after the the Jazz season starts, but uh, out there at Bruin Arena, it's a really great experience. It's great for families, and I know you guys have been uh, growing and really establishing a, a nice fan base out there. Yeah, we're uh, we're really you know you could feel the awareness growing, mm-hmm. but uh, really friendly environment, very affordable, uh, very kid friendly with the bounce houses and face painters and balloon artists there in the University of Utah Health Kid Zone. All that is free of charge with admission. Uh, so, you know, uh, even if it's not maybe, you know, it's more the experience you're looking for than the basketball, you can bring the kids out for a very affordable night, get uh, get some popcorn, get some hot dogs, take in a little basketball, let them run themselves ragged in the, uh, in the kid zone, and uh, you get to meet the players after, get signed autographs, buster the bears there. So, you know, it's, it's a really intimate atmosphere, very affordable, and uh, – and a family-friendly environment. So. You could meet Steve Brown. 
You can meet Steve Brown. You could meet Steve Brown. And, and Tony Parks, too. Well, I'd ignore Tony's Tony. Tony's a little standoffish at times, but <laughs> he, uh, he doesn't like times. to talk to people. <laughs> no, not at all. But Steve, he'll come right up, shake your hand, and say hello. Well, so. well, Steve's a man of the people. <laughs> he is a man of the people. All right, so it's the Stars Local Player Tryout presented by University of Utah Health. It's going on on Saturday from 10 to 1. Doors open at 8.30 for player check-in uh, out there at Bruin Arena. And if you want to sign up, slcstars.com. Did I get everything right? Yeah, it's $150 in advance, 200 at the door, so you'll want to sign up in advance. And, uh, yeah, that's it. You also don't want to be rolling in at 9.59. You know, I'd get there early, get your jersey, get registered, and uh, and get prepared. So, Well, Jonathan, we appreciate you dropping by. Good luck, uh, certainly with the season coming up, but good luck on Saturday as well. Thanks, appreciate it. Thanks for having me, guys. Yeah, you bet. All right, that's Jonathan Reinhardt, president of the Salt Lake City Stars. We go from Jonathan to Stephen from Umami Japanese Barbecue uh, down in Vineyard, the Vineyard Orem area, 568 North uh, Mill Road in Vineyard. Let's uh, talk a little bit about Japanese barbecue, Stephen, kind of what you guys are all about. Yeah, so we uh, we are the first and only Japanese barbecue in the state of Utah. We've got a all-you-can-eat concept, 15 different cuts of meat during dinner, 10 different cuts of meat during lunch. It's all-you-can-eat, so you can go to town on it. So. Well, now let's let's kind of talk about what makes you guys different, the, the kind of the grill concept that you use in those grills themselves. Yeah, so this is something we really pride ourselves on. We uh, flew back to Japan, tried a ton of different restaurants out and their grills out, and we fell in love with the Shimpo grill system. It's top of the line. All the nicest restaurants over in Japan use this system. Um, we spent about ten grand for every table wow. to import this grill and get it installed. And why it's so nice is an actual gas grill, so you get the Maillard reaction. Your m- meat gets smoky, but all that smoke gets ducted out through the ground, so you don't leave smelling like smoke like so many restaurants <laughs> do. Your meat gets cooked awesome with all the flavor. Uh, a lot of people come with dates or business meetings. There's some similar concepts out there, but the restaurants get so so smoky and an umami. It, it's just crystal clear air. And you get to choose between 15 different cuts of meat? Yeah, it's 15 different cuts of meat. And most of the time when you think all-you-can-eat restaurant, it's really kind of low-end food. We tried to do the exact opposite and get some really high-end cuts. So we have Wagyu beef, we have Kudobuta sausage, ribeye, some really nice high-end cuts of short rib, wow. um, pork belly. They all just have awesome marinades. You honestly don't even have to eat that much to get your money's worth because a lot of these cuts are you know, six, eight dollars a pound, whereas most of the time at all you can eat restaurant, yeah. you know, things are a dollar to a pound. So it's the quality is outstanding. What's your go to? My favorite cut is the Japanese short rib. It's it's got a lot of marbling in it and awesome texture. I'm not really into the the lean cuts. I like the ones with the fat that have all the flavor in it. So, but you the, and me both, brother. Yeah, the pork belly, <laughs> spicy pork belly is a really popular one. But you really can't go wrong. There's so many awesome cuts there. And if our listeners mentioned they heard uh, heard you on the zone, you're going to hook them up with some dessert. Yeah, yeah. So free dessert through the end of September. Just let let anyone know your server know when you get seated, and we'll get you that free dessert. So. You're the man, Stephen. Thank you so yeah. much. Hey, thank you. All right, that's Umami Japanese Barbecue, 568 North Mill Road, down in Vineyard. It's right by the Geneva Megaplex, so make sure you get down there and check it out. We'll have Hans Olsen joining us and uh, Pete Arbogast, voice of the Trojans, straight ahead, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.